welcome to Jefferson County's podcast for the people. We are delighted today to have a very special guest, Dr. Frederick Hamilton with the Department of Community Service. He's now, he's the Director of Community Service. So Dr. Hamilton, thank you so much for joining us today. We want to talk a little bit about uh, you. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're delighted to have you. We just wanted to um, have this podcast with you just to kind of share some great things going on in your department. Uh, Many may not know. If you want to just kind of give a rundown, just basically on what your department takes care of in Jefferson County. So we run a a various amount of federal programs to include the CDBG program or the Community Development Block Grant Program. Uh, We also run the Emergency Solution Grant Program, which is designed to help homeless people here in Birmingham. And we also do the Home Program, which provides affordable housing to low and moderate income people and and, and in a lot of cases help them get into ownership of homes and also help uh, some of our seniors get into rental properties. That's awesome. And I can definitely tell you, I know it's an ascent department for Jefferson County because there are a lot of people who don't know that we have resources here. And so they rely on your department a lot to kind of steer them in the direction as it relates to the federal funding available for them, correct? That is correct. Absolutely. So we want to talk a little bit today about the CDBG program and some of the eligibility requirements. You want to go over a little bit of those? For those that don't know, the CDBG program is the Community Development Block Grant, and it's a federal grant? It's a federal grant from HUD, and it's used uh, primarily to provide services to low and moderate income communities and areas within our consortium. So essentially, uh, there's three national objectives that we have to adhere to when we're doing those projects. Uh, At least 51% of the beneficiaries have to be low and moderate income, or it could be uh, the elimination of an intimate health threat. So, for example, if uh, you had an area in a community that was depending on private wells for a source of water okay. and they become contaminated, well, that creates a, a health threat for the for the citizens of the county. And so that's one of the national objectives of the CDBG program. Also, we've had communities uh, that have called us and said their emergency vehicles are not working. And so we can actually use that national objective to do fire station ambulances to help eliminate those health threats to the community. That's great to know. This operates as something that just helps out the vital needs of the community, right? Help the whole infrastructure for those that have needs. Absolutely, absolutely. And then there's one another national objective. A lot of times you'll see in communities where they have abandoned homes, which Mm -hmm. is number one, it brings down the property values. And it's also a threat to children. You know, they go into these abandoned Mm -hmm. homes, but we can use demolition uh, uh, under the national objective of slum and blight. A lot of communities suffer with blight, and so that's, that's an important factor to know that there are resources to helping combat against that by tearing these structures down. That, that so what are other ways that the CDBG funds can be used? Okay, so we've talked about water system improvements. Uh, also, we use these funds to do road improvements. Uh, we've that's actually important. paid. Yeah. We, we paved, uh, I don't know, miles and miles of roads in Brighton. Uh, just recently, we've done some over in Fairfield, but that is an uh, eligible activity under the CDBG program. So either either paving dirt streets or either resurfing existing streets that may need to be resurfaced. We can also use these funds for storm drainage facilities, uh, you know, where you're having a lot of flooding. And heavy flooding. Uh, yeah. Heavy flooding, and it's, it, there's just not adequate facilities there to help take care of that runoff and that rainwater. Uh, right. That is an eligible activity under the CDBG program. We've also done a number of sidewalks. Uh, we just uh, finished a big phase of sidewalks over at Homewood, and we have another project that we'll be starting over there in the next uh, few months. And so it can be used for sidewalks improvements. 
Also, we uh, can use these funds for recreational improvements. Uh, we've done several parks. Uh, we've done some, some in uh, Midfield. We've done some in Fairfield. Uh, we just did one over in Edgewater. And so we can actually build brand new parks or either we can expand existing parks. Awesome. That's great to know because the community does rely a lot on the recreational factor. There's no cost at all, of That's course, for the recreational parks. And these are vital parts for the quality of life for Jefferson County. So That's, That's important to know. So what are some public facilities that the CD CBG funds can be used for? Uh, yes. Yeah. So we can use those uh, those funds for community centers, expansion projects. You actually can use those funds to build uh, new facilities, but because of the cost of construction going up right now, we're mainly expanding existing facilities. Uh, they can be used for senior centers, either new or an expansion. Uh, we've done some over in Trustville. We've done them uh, in Brighton. Uh, we've done them in Fairfield. Uh, we've done them all over the county where we've actually built uh, new, new centers or either expanded existing centers centers to give the seniors more space uh, okay. for their activities each day. We also uh, can use these for libraries, mm -hmm. um, for new or expanding, and we also can use them for fire stations. Uh, we built uh, a new fire station over in Brighton. We did one in Warrior. Uh, so those are all the type of public facilities that we do. Okay. And so it can also be used for nonprofit organizations. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that because nonprofit organizations depend a lot on federal funding. Can you just speak to a little bit of sure, that? Sure, sure. So we we have actually worked with several uh, nonprofits uh, with the CDBG program. We call that Community Service uh, CDBG. And that basically what we're doing there is if a nonprofit is primarily benefiting low and moderate income people, then they can apply uh, for our funds. And we actually fund those grants between thirty dollars and $50,000 to help them carry out whatever their mission is. We actually have funded several grants Girls Inc., uh, which is a STEM program, and uh, that's been very successful. So that's great to know that organizations like that get to access those funds. So with housing rehabilitation, these are for, you know, homeowners. The housing market is such a vital market, just sure. period. So you want to speak to a little bit of well, that? Well, first off, this is a great program because a lot of times uh, our lower income citizens don't have the resources to keep their, their houses up to standard. So uh, the CDBG program allows us to uh, do what we call CDBG housing rehab owner home. So you have to own the home and you have to be at least at 80% of medium household income to be eligible for that program. And so you have to provide all of that documentation uh, when you uh, submit the applications that we take once a year, which is really around the 1st of March of each year. So the next time we'll be taking those applications will be March 1st, 2024. But we do things like Plumbing, uh, we do air conditioning, HVAC, roofing, uh, accessibility, windows, doors. But the thing that I want to point out on that program, a lot of people just say, hey, I meet the eligibility. And when they don't get funded, then they call questioning, why didn't I get funded? Right. But, but because of the limited amount of money that we have for that, mm -hmm. uh, we actually rate those applications and we actually fund the ones that's most in critical need. That, and that brings me to my next question is, how is the low and moderate income defined? So you want to go into a little bit more detail sure. with that? A HUD gives us income limits every year. So the numbers that I'm going to give you now, the 2020. Three numbers, but we'll be getting new numbers in 2024. So it's based on how many people live in the household up to eight. So a person of one, uh, they can't make over fifty thousand three hundred dollars. For a family of two, they can't make up make more than fifty seven thousand five hundred. 
For a family of three, they can't make more than $64,700. For a family of four, they can't make more than $71,850. For a family of five, it can't be any more than $77,600. For a family of six, it can't be more than $83,350. For a family of seven, it can't be more than $89,100. And for a family of eight, it can't be any more than $94,850. Okay, so you heard it here. This is not anything that your department has put in place. This is a federal That's mandate. Right. So That's for those, correct. that needs to be clarified that these are not rules that are being enforced by Jefferson County. This is a federal mandate on the qualifications for a person to apply and to receive the funding. And it yeah. doesn't always guarantee that, correct? That's like correct. They still have to meet other qualifications. So who's eligible? You want to talk a yeah, little so, bit about so, uh, the eligibility factor? Yeah, so this sometimes gets confusing. Yeah. Uh, we are a HUD entitlement county. Birmingham is a HUD entitlement city, and the city of Bessemer is a HUD entitlement city. So we can't spend our funds in each of those jurisdictions because they get their own allocation, uh-huh. and they have similar programs okay. that you can apply if you live in those jurisdictions. Okay. And then also, Summerton and Helena are also not included in our consortium. But everywhere else in the county, um, the citizens are eligible for our program. That's awesome. So you really can't double spend in these areas, basically, so That's that, because they have their own allocation. All right. So here we are. How do you apply for the county CDBG funding? Okay. So we have what's called an open season and our open seasons will be starting on October the 10th, uh, 2023 at six o'clock PM. We'll have another one on November the 2nd at six o'clock PM. And then we'll have the last one on December the 5th at 10 o'clock AM. Now these will be virtual meetings. And so if you're interested uh, in attending these meetings, you will need to contact Shadell Nix Williams in our office. She can be emailed at nixs at jccal.org, or you can reach her by calling 325. 325- 5761 extension 1926. So open season, that is the chance for anyone who's interested to think they may be eligible to come by That's or to apply for these funding virtually. That's correct. correct. And that those dates again are October 10th of this year, November 2nd and December 5th. And those times will be listed at the bottom of this podcast. But for October 10th, it's at 6 p.m. Starts at 6. Starts at 6. November 2nd starts at 6. And December 5th, it starts at 10 a.m. So for those that may be interested, we do have the information available. Um, this is great information. I think resources are important to communities and to counties. Be sure to listen to the information that we provided, and we'll also provide some extra information. Anything else you want to add? If you have any further questions, you, you're more than happy to call me on my direct line, 325-5761. Three two five five seven six one. That is Dr. Frederick Hamilton in our Department of Community Services. We certainly thank you for joining us today. I think this is awesome information. I think it's something that we can rotate so citizens will know sure. each year. Uh, so we'll probably have you back again for the 2024 dates and any upcoming dates because I know these are valuable resources. So we certainly thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for joining us for Jefferson County's Podcast for the People. I'm your host, Kiara Morrow. We will see you again next time.